to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you are on social media on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. And if you're listening on YouTube, or if you're not even if you're not on YouTube, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, and make sure to comment below. I love YouTube as a platform because people talk about the episodes there and we get into full-blown conversations. So if you want to talk about this episode, go to YouTube, find my channel, Strictly Anonymous Podcast subscribe, like, and share my videos. Anyway, and if you're listening on a regular podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show. Today, I have on a girl named Eve. Now, let me tell you, Eve tells a good story in that she's super explicit, more so than most women. Uh, She grew up in a very conservative religious family she goes into a little bit about her backstory which you need to hear about because it's so interesting because she went so far from that you know at the get-go I mean this girl was trying all kinds of things she was uh, a super open sexual person I would call her a cuck queen she might even call herself a lesbian. I don't know, <laughs> but she's married now. Um, but she started doing all kinds of crazy things. Like I said, from the get go, when she was super young, she was a unicorn. And then she's played with a lot of unicorns with her husband. I'm not going to get any more specific than that. If you want to know a little bit more, maybe read the description. But I'm going to just tell you straight up. This is a great episode. Her story is fascinating. Like I said, where she came from and how far she went is fascinating. And the way she communicates, she's just so open and she's also super evolved. Uh, that's what I think about her. I, th- I really like Eve. You're going to love her and you're going to love this episode. I don't know what I'm going to title it. Maybe she's a cut queen. I, don't know. I think she's a cut queen, but she doesn't call herself that. But wait until you hear what Eve is into. I'm not going to make you wait any longer. I'm just going to be right back on with Eve. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hey, Eve. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. No, thank you for coming on. I love talking to females. My listeners love when I talk to females. I know sort of the gist of what we're going to be talking about. Uh mm-hmm you're really into sex. You've done a lot of different things. You're like, I have so many stories. I think we're going to probably start out with the fact that you were like a unicorn to a couple. And we say a unicorn because that's like the the girl, the, the third person oh, yeah. that's coming into a relationship. And they call it a unicorn because it's very hard to find, right? Like, why don't we start there? Okay. Um, I got married when I was way young, pregnant, the whole shebang. Um, it fizzled out high school love. You know how it goes. No, I don't know um, how it goes. Wait, tell me real quick for a second. First of all, how old are you? You still, um, you sound super young now. I'm, I'm actually going to be 33 soon. Okay. But when, how old were you when you got married? Uh, 16. Oh my God. Is that even legal? Uh, my parents did have to sign. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my. Why um, did you get married? Like, was it your parents forcing you, or you just thought you were in love and wanted to get married? Like, who would let their sixteen-year-old get married? It's <laughs> so, so weird. I mean, like, if you want to go back, back. I I grew up in a very religious. We don't talk about sex. Um, when I got my period, I didn't really even know what was going on with my own body. Mm-hmm. Um, the the first time I had like intercourse and everything, like I wasn't really even sure of the mechanics of it. It mm-hmm. was always that forbidden fruit. You that's your value. Your only value is what's between your legs. Don't give it away. Don't talk about it. You know, and it was just. I was young. He was tall and pretty and just really wanted to get away from all the the hidden crap that my parents were putting me under. Like, you know, I lived under a rock. I was super naive, super young and just. But that was your way of getting out. That was your way of getting becoming free. So it totally makes sense. I would have got I would have been the same way. That was your only out. Right. Is to get married. I mean, I probably could have waited the two more years, but he was hot and, you know, unprotected things happen and then a kid happens. So, yeah, marriage, next step. (laughs) Oh, so wait a second. So you started, so you were very rebellious because here you are in this very religious community or you're in that, right? That's what's put on you. You're not supposed to be doing anything when it comes to SEX, but you wind up having sex with your boyfriend at a very young age, get pregnant, and then you have to get married. Is that what happened? Yeah, it, um, we're in the South, um, the deep South. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things where, oh, you know, whispers start and can't believe they let that happen. And, oh, is she married? It, it was very, it's that old timey structure that my kids will never, ever even know about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But for sure. I mean, I get it. I, when I grew up that it was, there was a stigma attached if you're 16. And I think so you know, more so because your parents were super religious. So they had to get you married off really quick. You had a baby. Okay. And so now where along this line, let's get back to the unicorn business. (laughs) How do you go Um, from that to being a unicorn? Every, um, me and my ex-husband, we started going our opposite directions. Like he was very, you know, I I was curious about women and everything else. Like, I had my very first crush on Rihanna when I was, like, 12. <laughs> oh, right. That's interesting. So, like, I knew I was interested and that I found them very attractive. And I'd be like, hey, you know, we've, no, like, let's try this. And he was just, ew, no, why would you even, I can't do this with you kind of stuff. And it, we just kind of grew apart. And when we ended up splitting up, um, I was, you know, kind of free to do my own thing. I had a good babysitter and everything. So, like, I ran wild from 18 to, like, 22. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into this little pagan community out where I was living, and it was this just amazing, open, like, everyone would sit around campfires naked, and there'd be bongos and drum circles and very like almost hippie-ish style vibe wait but did you say excuse me sorry to cut you off i'm trying not to cut people off um did you say you went wild in a 
pegging community or something else? What did you say? Pagan. 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 Okay. I was like a pegan community. And then you're like, yeah, "Yeah, we're at a bonfire. I ran in the total opposite direction of religion. So I was trying to find anything that had not to do with it. Okay. So what's a pagan community? Um, Well, it, it was just for like in the area that I'm at, it's, you know, just a bunch of more it's like a hippie style commune type thing. Like okay. there are people that, you know, help you take care of your stuff. It was a very open like place to be. You could like, that's where I started my unicorning at because I was this young, attractive thing and open and, you know, yeah, let me in. I'm, I'll do this. I'll do that. So it so, all went down in this pegging pagan community. Yeah. So how did it, it, it start? Was, um, my very first experience, um, I had just gotten back from a Christmas party at my work, and I was dressed to the nines, and I got home, and everyone's like, you're so pretty, we really shouldn't let this go to waste, you want to roll some molly, have some fun, and I'm like, yeah, I really do, and my first ever unicorn experience was with a couple that I was kind of, you know, I was in, in and out of their house a lot, like, you know, visiting really attracted to the wife to begin with anyway so how much older than you were they oh my goodness i had just turned 20 20 mm-hmm. i had just turned 20 that march and it was that december and i think they were in their late 30s okay so what happened now so you come home this couple you take molly or whatever right and then this couple yeah. hits on you um, well, we we had all been friends and stuff like our, um, they had a kid my age and everything. They all went to school. That's how I kind of got in touch with these people and everything. And they introduced me to the community that they were in because, you know, like I said, I was running away from religion or any kind thereafter. So it was just kind of my people. I had colored hair. The mom had colored hair. We, that was kind of like our basis of like starting, hey, like you're cool. We should hang out sometime. And our kids hung out and then. Like I said, I just, I walked in just all completely done up and they're like, we don't need to waste this. Like you look too pretty right now. So like, do you want to, do you want to roll some Molly and have some fun? And I was like, absolutely. And then what happened that first experience? Oh, oh man. It was so like, it, it was crazy, but I just remember like watching cause they, they were a couple and everything. So like they got everything started and, you know, they're making out and she like takes my hand and puts it on his cock and tells me to start massaging it and telling me how pretty I look while I did it. And, you know, I, I was a very guided person by them. Like it was, you know, I'm a very submissive woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it was just kind of like, you know, here, do this, do that. Now kiss, now do this. It was a very, it was a very guided thing, but it was, it was very fun. Right. And was that your first experience with a woman, too? Or did you hook up with women before her? Or was that that threesome the first um, time you're also? With I, I had I had a brief <laughs> I had a brief experience with a woman. It was my very my very first experience. And we ended up hooking up in a hotel room. I met her at a bar and we mm-hmm. were outside talking and we ended up hooking up in a hotel room. Well, it was her hotel room. And her husband uh, would walk into the bathroom and I would just shut the door and I'd be like, I'm busy. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was the most, I just remember seeing her get naked and just 
touching all over her and I probably ate her out for like a good like 45 minutes like that's why he started even coming into the bathroom and checking because like he was just hearing me go at her but all that, night so that was the first experience that wasn't the couple that you became the unicorn that was your no, first that, was, right. that, that wasn't the couple like that was my first unicorn experience I I didn't want anything to do with her old man the the girl yeah. that I hooked up with mm-hmm. I didn't find him att- I didn't find him attractive Right, And I was just really so hung up on her that I just kind of wanted the experience for myself. So you're in the bathroom going to town on her. Yes. And he kept coming in and watching. (laughs) Yeah. He'd be like, just let me get a peek. And I'm like, I'm busy. And I'd go and shut the door. And, you know, she would, she was sitting there like, he's going to be upset. He's going to be upset. And I'm like, well, that's your problem. You have to deal with him tomorrow. Not me. (laughs) Right. Right. And now, did she also go down on you? Yes. So it was my my full, like, it was a full, full experience. There was no toys or anything like that. It was just get in there and get dirty with your hands kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then that that only happened once with that girl. Yeah, like, it was a total, we met at that bar that night. Because I, I trolled a lot of the bars and everything. Everyone knew I was underage. <laughs> and I would always pregame before I got there and I would literally just hang out and dance and stuff like that. I knew a lot of the bouncers and, you know, it, it helps to be cute and flirty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone, that's how everyone gets into the clubs underage, you know, because all the clubs want the girls to come in. Right. I mean, how oh, absolutely. On, a, on a scale of one to 10, what do you rate yourself? Oh, on a great day, baby, I'm a nine. OK. All day. OK. And your bad day, you're an eight. On a bad day, I'm a two. A what? You, you could actually probably... A two? I'm, a, I'm about a two on a bad day. <laughs> oh, no way. You cannot have that big of a range. Doesn't exist. You can't go from a two okay, to a nine. I, well, with my with my profession that I do, I'm a, I'm a maid and stuff. So, you know, I don't do the nails, the hair, the makeup and all that. Like, I'm, I'm just a very plain Jane type of girl mm-hmm. when I'm at work or out and about running errands with my kids. But, like, when I go out, I go all out. Okay. Now, I don't know if you're into it, but if you want, you could send me anonymous pics of yourselves for my Patreon and then, but they can't, no face, okay? Like, that's the deal. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, so we'll, you'll, so people will be able to see and rate you. You know, I'm sure you're, you know, send me the pictures of you as a nine. But if you, if you want, I don't, we can't see your face, so I don't know if you want to send me the two pictures so people could compare because I think it's funny that you think you were two compared to your nine. I don't believe you. <laughs> Well, I always make the joke that my my day persona is Brock. <laughs> right. <laughs> so funny. So, but but I'm I'm almost six foot tall. Oh, okay. And I'm curvy. Mm-hmm. So there so, you go. So like um, I get that very kind of like oh model s type thing when I'm out and I'm all like completely dressed up. Right, and you probably looked older for your age, even though you were underage, right? Because you were so tall. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Every, everyone always thought I was much older. So let's get back to your unicorn experience. So you hook up with this couple. Now, what goes mm-hmm. down that first time with them? You had a little experience before, but this time you're going to wind up hooking up with the man, the guy and the wife, right? Yes. Yes. Um, she, she, like I said, it was a very guided thing. I, I'm not the one to try and step on toes or take over a situation. I just, I don't have a dominant bone in my body, really. But um, 
but she was just very good at guiding me and she would sit there like um, he had bent me over and I was eating her out while he was, you know, hitting it from the back and she would sit there and rub my hair and tell me how pretty I am and, you know, go ahead and put two fingers in now. Like it was a very, it was almost like a unicorning 101 session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's kind of where, like, the basis for, like, a lot of my threesomes come in later in life and everything. Just, you know, how patient she was and how guiding she was and how she she kept a very good handle on, on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. They they were very experienced in this kind of stuff. She um, she was an exotic dancer. Right. Um, prior in life. So, you know, they, they were very familiar and open with these concepts. And I was just the, the young, pretty thing at the moment. <laughs> Right. They're a little submissive and you were down for that. Now, did you, were you, did you hook up with them a lot? Um, it was only a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was one of those things where I was just trying to, I wasn't wanting to like get settled into a routine with anybody. Yeah. I was just like, that was awesome. I want to do that again. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And just going out and trying to like find my way around with all that kind of stuff. So then, you know, where like, did you find yourself next? Um, I, I've been partying a lot and I had finally turned 21. And I was, you know, going to this bar and that bar and there's um, a couple little swinger groups and stuff out our way. Very, very hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, I got involved with that and just I was that, you know, girl that would come in about once a month and, you know, hey, would you like someone to join? Would you like someone to join? A lot of times I never even really <laughs> got to know like the names of most people. Why? Because were these swinger clubs or like house parties? Like a house party. Mm-hmm. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Um, I guess I guess you would call it a club because it's like where everyone went and everyone knew each other. But how did, how did you find out about if it was so like on the down low? Who turned so you on to it? The, that very first couple. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they were they had heavy ties in the community, and they took me to one of the house parties, mm-hmm. and and just kind of like, okay, here you are, have at it, kind of deal. And I got my my name out there, and you know. It just became the the evolution of Eve to where she's at now. Yeah, yeah. So, how many times did you go to those house parties, and what kinds of things did you do there? Um, I'd say I went to at least six parties. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was just a number of things. I never really 
got down with like a bunch of the guys there it was it was still one of those things where i was mostly kind of interested in the women mm-hmm. more or less like i totally didn't mind taking a dick to, yeah. to be able to to play with somebody's wife's titties or something like that so i mean it was just floating around and if you know they were cute and i was cute you know, you're feeling me i'm feeling you can i join in kind of deal and it would just mostly be to like be the satisfier. Like I loved being able to do that for people. Right. Whether it's the male or the female. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you have um, a type? Um, funny. <laughs> no, um, and women. Absolutely. I, I love thick, curvy, big breasted women. Like mm-hmm. that is my thing. I love a big fat ass. Like, I think they're just the most amazing thing in the world. Right. Um, men, I can be more kind of versatile on just because, like, they're just kind of spare parts almost sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a it's fun. Like, oh, well, your face, it's like your face isn't bad, but that cock will do. Right, because you're not dealing with the face on in any way anyway. But the women, it is more so the whole package, kind of. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm, I was very big on like the intimate part of stuff. Like when it comes to kissing and stuff, I, I wanted nothing to do with any of that. Right. Like I could take, you know, three dicks to the face. That's fine. But don't, don't kiss me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of people have that boundary and I, I could, I could understand that. So like it just, it was never, it was only whenever I got with these people and things like, that's why it was so superficial, I guess, because it was literally just an experience. I wasn't trying to get to know anybody. I wasn't trying to insert myself into anyone's life or doing anything poly at that time. It was just, hey, I'm here to party. But you that know, is sowing all those wild oats of, you know, these things that I had seen watching porn and everything when I was younger. And here I am being the center of it. Right. And loving it. But it is you are the perfect unicorn in that I think a lot of women, the biggest problem they have with inviting another woman in is whether they, you know, whether that woman is going to get hooked on her guy. You know, you were really detached, right? You're not looking for anything. You don't even care if you know their names. You're just, you know, having fun at that moment and living in the moment without any sort of thought of anything else. Yes, I had been told no and you can't do this. And, you know, I'd always been made felt so dirty and so awful about, you know, all these things in my life, you know, the, the whole monogamous white picket fence 2.5 kids thing was shoved down my throat Mm -hmm. for so long that I just always felt wrong and weird and you know maybe I'm just an off person and then I get into this like little community and I'm like oh wow everyone here is just like me (laughs) right now wait did people in your regular life know about what you were doing or did you have to keep all of this on the down low or were you still involved in this pagan community so you were fine and we did your family know where you were and what you were doing like what the fuck (laughs) no 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 of course they didn't know but Um, did they know you were part of the pagan community no, okay. to this day, they still don't know. Okay. Like, we're, we're really not on speaking terms or anything okay. like that. So okay. they're just really not not involved at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, a, a few of my friends knew, but it's it's one of those things, too, where, you know, you start openly trying to talk to your girlfriends about this. And like you were saying, there's these, you know, 
regards hell that you know oh well if she's like that what makes me think that she's not going to be like that when my man's around right 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 so you felt like you weren't to be trusted and then people would start judging you yeah Yeah, for sure but you had and I guess you know for you it was okay because you did because you were involved in that community you probably met a lot of people and all those people knew right because you're doing it in front of them so you had people you could I mean did those people become your friends no it was it was just I call it like my little superficial chapter where I was literally only worried about myself, my needs, my coming and stuff like that, because it's just, it was the experiences that I had wanted and craved my whole life. And I was finally getting to experience that. Yeah, I get it. And I think you've told me that like 10 times. I don't know why I keep like circling around it, but you're right. Like you were, like you said, I mean, you were just going for it and you were and you were probably you know a little bit rebelling because of everything that was shoved down your throat and that's all you cared about was just like and you were probably like releasing yourself and freeing yourself oh absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely It, it came with complications you know with everything like with my kid at the time my ex-husband was just you know you're a dirty person and everything because, you know, rumors did get around, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was young and wasn't thinking about, you know, big old hickeys on my neck and stuff and still going to work <laughs> or, you know, the clownish amount of condoms that I would carry around in my bag. Oh my God. Like you, you would think that I was like trying to make balloon animals at parties with how many condoms I'd run around with. Oh my God. You were just always on the ready for any kind of action that could come. I was always and completely like, I was just, like I said, a very sexual being. Like, I can meet you for 45 seconds and, like, you're hot. Right. Let's go. Right. Like, just, okay, well, if everyone's going to think this way or they think I'm dirty, I'm just going to go be dirty. Mm-hmm. And so now that phase, that lasted till you're about, like, 22 is what you said? About 22. That's when I, um, I was at a party. Go figure. Um, not a swingers party or anything. It was just, like, a party party. And I kind of got introduced around to some people. Um, it was me and one of my girlfriends at the time. I was staying with her after I had um, exited out of the pagan community mm-hmm. and stuff, which they were they were very loving. They were, go find yourself. Like, it, it was just the complete opposite of anything I'd ever known. So it was just a very beautiful time. Right. They're like, you know, go do what you need to do. Have fun. We'll always be here for you kind of thing. Um, but I was partying with one of my girlfriends and I met my husband at this party and we're all doing Molly and acid. And, you know, we had talked a few times on the phone because we had worked in town together too. Mm -hmm. So I kind of knew him and knew some of the the people at this party, but not like in a big, like no, no manner. So, uh, we ended up seeing each other and I was just like, you know, you're really cute. Like, let's go, let's go hook up. So he was down and everything. And we were on so much drugs that nothing could happen. Right. But you were super attracted to him and you wanted it to happen, but you just were super attracted to him. And I told him, I was like, you know, most guys, you know, if they pull this thing with me and, you know, Mr. Man doesn't want to work. I usually send you out of my house with the Capri Sun and tell you better luck next time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But with him, he was just, 
I don't know. He was so sweet and just so he had me laughing. Like I said, when I say my type's funny, it's it really is. I think that's true for a lot of women. Same with me. I, I but I think a lot of women. That's how we roll. Like funny goes a long way. Well, we're tired of men being just onions and making us cry all the time. Like I want to do that's going to have me belly rolling. Right. True. But I mean, yeah. We we ended up hooking up eventually, and then we moved in together a couple months later. And I was trying to open up to him about, you know, hey, I like to swing, and how do you feel about having another girl? And he was very standoffish about it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, with him and his ex, they had tried a couple times before, you know, but every time it come to, like, it was his turn to hook up or do a swap, she would like kind of shut it down and be like, okay, well that's enough. Right. So he was like, you know, I, I've, I've tried it. I don't know if it's really my thing. And I'm just like, well, I mean, I would love to. And he was like, well, I'll believe that when you have a girl naked in her bed. And I was like, okay. So about three or four days later, um, one of my really good friends, I told her, I was like, Hey, you know, um, and that's another thing, too, with me and my circle of friends. We're all kind of like this. Mm-hmm. And we're all just the type of people that can bang and then be like, what do you want to do for brunch? <laughs> right. We're we're all just really close friends. But yet we can we can, you know, put each other's genitals in our mouth and it doesn't get weird or complicated. Right. Which is what you always are, what you always prefer. Now, are these women that these friends of yours, right? Are they women that you met in that community before? I mean, how did you bring it up to your friends that you no, all go down on that, each other? That's, <laughs> that's the crazy part. Um, she, the, the very first girl for the threesome that I had for me and my husband um, when we first got together was a girl that I knew at work. And I would tell her about all my parties that mm-hmm. I would go to. Like she was one of those cool people you could talk to. Right. Okay. Um, she had just went through a breakup with a long-term boyfriend and everything. And I was like, look, I was like, you know, you're, you're just like me. If you want to, you know, like I would love to share. And he got off work and I was like, Hey, come inside. I have a surprise for you. And, you know, I had my robe on and then I threw my robe off and jumped underneath the covers with her. And we're both like butt naked going, welcome home. And and he was like, he's like, is this a trick? (laughs) Right. He's like, this is a test, right? Like, I'm supposed to sit here and be like, no, no, I don't want it. And I'm like, well, if you're not going to eat her pussy, I guess I will. And then, like, me and her started doing stuff. And she kind of looked over. She's like, are you going to take your socks off and join us or what? <laughs> hmm Keep going. But, and then uh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He t- oh, it was just. And he <laughs> He's so. We used to give him so much shit because he always kept his socks on. Well, we fucked. That was always like the joke. Come take your socks off and join us. And this has been about for almost every threesome or foursome or whatever that we've ever had. Yeah, I like to keep my socks on too. My feet get really cold. I always like to keep my socks on. It's a weird thing. (laughs) I know. But that's what he says too. He was like, I can keep my dick harder if my socks are on. I'm like, I like that logic. (laughs) I didn't know. I would never think that there would be a guy that is like that. You know. All right. So he did. He so he keeps his socks on but he gets into bed with you guys and then so you have a total threesome you do you have any kind of boundaries as far as like what that girl can do with your guy um the only two boundaries that i have set in place for us is if it's a girl that we don't 
you know, that we, we have just found, like maybe if we're on one of our apps or something, mm-hmm. um, of course, condoms. Mm-hmm. And you can't come on top of, like, you, you can't be in the mis- missionary position and come. You mean? I know that sounds, I know that sounds so weird, but it's, it's with that into, intimacy thing. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, no, it's not weird. It's interesting. I've never heard that before. But and I think that everybody has their own rules and regulations. And I love hearing stuff like that. I like so your thing is like you don't want him looking her straight in the face and calming. No, that's actually another one of the things is like you have to look me in the eyes while you're coming. I want to hear about how amazing her pussy is. I want you to tell me how wet you have her. I want you to tell me it's so good it's going to make you come. Mm-hmm. I love hearing all that. Right. But you better be looking at me when you do. <laughs> right, right, right. That makes sense. I understand that. And I think that that's, um, you know, did you figure that out about yourself after like, he was looking at her and you're like, what the fuck? Or did you know ahead of time, like, that's going to be something that, you know, I'm not cool with. I think it's like the reservations that I've always had. It's it's one of the reasons why I was never, like I said, big into the kissing and, and stuff like that. I don't really do like long extended eye contact and stuff either. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and there, there's different people that it's, um, we recently had a, a fling come through, a couple months ago and it's a girl that me and him both had been dying to hook up with for a couple years and she went off and got married and they were having problems and she come up to visit for a while and I woke him up to hey you know she's got a hotel room let's go drop the kids off at school and like let's go get some ass and mm-hmm. I I was totally just loving watching them and that was kind of like one of the better um like the the cut clean kind of experiences I sat on the couch while I smoked blunt and just watched him eat her out and everything else and then uh like the man's amazing with his mouth right like he he, he should honestly get awards for it oh god but I, like I was sitting there kind of directing and I'm like okay well you know you're gonna fuck her anytime soon and he went to tell her to go bend over and I was like no I was like get on top she has humongous titties and mm-hmm. I mean just pretty pretty titties and i was like no i was like get on top i was like you deserve to watch you know her her titties bounce while you fuck her real good and right like that was one of those times and i was laying right next to her and stuff and he would kiss me while he was fucking her and stuff and me and her would make out and i'd play with her titties and stuff but it was one of those times where i was just really loving watching him do work right and with her especially because just visually she you liked her you think that's what was different about her or is it because of, there was so much build up because you wanted her for so long I think it's because we both wanted her for so long yeah. and I wanted us both to like have the, like the full like fun experience like you know and I just have certain comfort levels with certain people too mm-hmm. um, we have we have another one of our girlfriends and stuff um when we hook up with her, I'm all about him coming inside of her and cleaning up myself. Oh, how did that happen and why? Oh, it was, uh, we, it had been one of the times uh, we've, like I said, we've had so many experiences and I'm just kind of bouncing all over the board that's right okay. now. That's okay. That's where we could, that's fine. But it was just one of those times, uh, we, we'd been seeing this girl for a minute. She was actually kind of living with us and everything. Um, she was still allowed to come and go as she pleased, and she was hooking up with different, you know, men and stuff like that. Um, but whenever she was at home with us, like, you know, we 
she loved playing with us too. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were we were messing around, and this one dude in particular just could not leave her alone. Right. And she was a very I don't, if you say I love you, like I'm leaving kind of deal. Like she was a very, (laughs) yeah, yeah. she didn't deal with that. And he was constantly bugging her and he was outside of our door one night. Just, you know, please just let me see her. I just miss her. And we're all already messing. We're already all messing around. Like every one of us are butt naked. I literally get up from having my pussy eaten. So I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I get up to go answer the door. I'm completely butt naked. My husband has her bent over the counter and I open the door and I go, if you can see, she's really busy. And then I just slam the door. Oh my and God. where he sat out, where he sat outside the door for so long, I was getting more and more frustrated. And he was just like, I can't stand the thought of you being with someone else and all this other stuff. So I was like, come in her. <laughs> and after, you know, he, he oh, finally... to get back at that guy. Like, there was something hot about that scenario. Like, you made yes, him do that like because... So of, just to get and that weakling out the door. Him, <laughs> yeah, I was like, please, baby. I was like, yes. I was like, beat that pussy up. I was like, is that pussy going to make you come? And he's over there. Yes, this pussy's so good. I was like, good, come in it, come in it. And he was being very vocal. I'm coming, I'm coming. And, like, it just... It all happened so quick and so fast. I pushed her down on the bed licked it out and then me and her started making out and I was like if you need to go talk to him I was like feel free <laughs> oh my did she did she go talk like, to that it, guy uh she gave him a kiss goodbye hilarious <laughs> yeah now was there anything poly yeah. going on with that girl like I mean because she's like living with you I mean did you ever start- um she's she's still one of my best friends to this day mm-hmm. and we we still hook up. She she's actually married now herself too. Mm-hmm. But during that time, it was it was very much like when I say I did that poly lifestyle for a minute. Um, she was very much one that I would consider that because she was living with us. We were yeah. all having fun, mm-hmm. and there was no hierarchy. There was no me and him and just her. It was like all three of us. Like they could play around. Me and her could play around. It was. There's never been really much of like a jealousy issue or anything. Right, right, right. And that's maybe because she was like your really good friend. Now, does she, when she fools around with you, you said you hook up with her to this day. Does her husband know? Does he get involved? Oh, yeah. We, we've, we've had swaps and stuff before. Usually how it ends up at our, like with us, we'll all get together, play some cards, have some drinks. And then before the end of the night, every one of us are naked somehow. Right, right, right. And everyone's doing everything. It's usually. It's usually me and her saying, it's so hot in here, and then just pull our titties out, and it kind of goes from there. Oh, my God. Is that the one with the really pretty boob? No, that was a different girl, right? This is another girl. That was a different girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, 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 was our, that was our little unicorn that we had, and it was just an amazing thing. We're not allowed to speak with her anymore. How come? Her husband did find out. How, oh, so she was doing it behind her husband's back. Yeah. Um, it's not something we're exactly proud of, but you know, I'm not to sit here and say how anyone's relationship works. And, you know, if you want to hook up with me, you're hooking up with me, then I guess like, I, I can't help you. I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, you shouldn't do that. I'll, Cause I will do that. <laughs> but how did you, how did she get busted? Do you know? Um, I like to, have you seen the booty paintings where you set your, your butt on the canvas with paint and everything? No. 
um, we we do those for like little crafts around here. Like me and my girlfriends, when we have our little naked rendezvous and things, um, we've made a lot of those canvases. So um, she had made one for my husband mm-hmm. using the front side, her titties and everything because, you know, and she had took a picture of it to send to one of her friends. When he got home, he was going like, cause nothing's ever been said like via text. There's no paper trails or anything like that. He's seen the canvas that she had made at my house. Mm-hmm. And we had tried to be like, you know, her husband wasn't even home. It was just me and her. It was an art project. And, you know, I'm sending her pictures of all the other ones that I have in my house because my whole bedroom's done up and just all of my friends' butts <laughs> and their oh canvases. My. Oh, my God. Can you send me a picture of that for my Patreon? <laughs> That's the most interesting thing I've ever heard. I've never, I mean, where the fuck do you live that this shit goes down? I've never heard of butt can't, it's a butt, like, where'd you get these ideas? Is this just something that uh, everyone does or just, did you think of this? Facebook. Oh, Facebook? What do you mean? Yeah, like, it was totally trending. I even bought one for my husband so he could put his balls on one, but he never got around to it. Oh, my God. (laughs) First of all, wait, so it's called like butt canvas or like there's a Facebook group. Like, how did you find this out? No, it was just kind of like, it's where you get like the big science project boards, the big yeah. whiteboards. Yeah. Um, we would paint, we would, um, another one of our stories. Yeah. Um, I had a bunch of the girls get together for an improv girls night. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, we're all running around naked, covered in paint, doing our canvases and, you know, I volunteer my husband to go wash everyone off. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. How many you girls know? were there? Um, me. There's four girls and him. So you're all making these canvases. You all got the paint all over. And now someone's got to wash them off. And you you get your husband gets to do it. Yes. Um, and one of my girlfriends that had come over, too, She she's just been recently divorced and everything. And she'd never even been with women. Mm-hmm. And the girl from the story earlier about the, you know, the boy being outside wanting to talk to her while yeah. we're all fucking, um, she always takes that as a challenge. She hears, oh, you haven't been with women? Mm-hmm. Challenge accepted. So it just, it kind of ended up going from this, you know, hey, honey, will you wash all of us girls off to where we all, you know, he's being very thorough on my dad because he's very good at his job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it kind of just starts off as like the four of us and he's just a patiently watching man and, you know, and he's like, honestly, he's like, I just don't know where to even start. Too many <laughs> There's women. so many holes. Oh my God. But wait, did that girl get that girl to become involved? The one who was like the virgin? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, her very first lesbian experience was with three other women. Oh my all God. Oh my God. She's like top of the mountain. She starts at the top of the yes. mountain, right? Yes. We even got her to squirt that night. Had she squirted some... before or was this her first time? No, it was her first time. She thought she was going to pee all over the bed. And I'm like, if it's pee, we'll wash it. It's fine. Oh my God. Were you just going down on her? Um, no, my, my, my challenge accepted friend mm-hmm. <laughs> was the one just, she got one of my strap ons out and was just going to town on her. Okay, right. So now you're into strap-ons. You got all this stuff. Because I think at some point you were like, I never used toys. That was back in the day. But so now that you're doing all this stuff, you got the whole st- all, all the whole setup at your house. So you, she takes your strap-on, fucks this girl, and makes her squirt. 
Oh my god, that girl. Oh, I mean, yeah. Is she a lesbian now? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. You didn't convert um, her. I wish. <laughs> but no, um, it's just it was one of those things and we all just kinda just had fun and experimented and it was someone that my husband had wanted to hook up with because all my friends are attractive too. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So and he's he's just surrounded by Four beautiful naked women just going, can I get some dick now? Hello, can I get some dick now? And he was, he fucked them all? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, my, my friend was actually kind of getting upset because she isn't used to, I guess, the freedom that there is around here. So, like, I'm, I'm like the mom of the group. Well, right. actually, the daddy. Like, the, the ongoing joke is that I'm daddy. Right. Um, because I, I go around at the end of the night, here's a bottle of water, here's some Tylenol, do you have your alarm set? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm I'm that person at the end of the night, but, like, during the acts and stuff, I just love watching, so, like, I'm just over there in heaven, listening, watching him just be amazing. I remember at one time, um, one of my girlfriends was sucking him off, and he had another one of my girlfriends sitting on his face, and was you know, fucking another one with one of my dildos and stuff. Like it was just. <sighs> For you, that's what you right love. Now. Right. I love, I love watching him. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's just a master at what he does and he's just, he's cute and good to look at. So. <laughs> yeah. You might be a little cuck queen, right? I think a lot of women, when I had that one cuck queen on recently, it was the first time, but I'm like, I probably, probably not the first I think just a lot of people don't use the term, right? Or, you know. Um, I always thought it was just considered voyeurism. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never actually heard the, the actual term of cut queen before. Right, right. So when I started seeing that, and, like, there's been a couple experiences we've had where I've done nothing but literally sit around and watch. Right, and you enjoy um, that. Not, I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into, like, the humiliation part of it. Like, I don't want you to sit there and be like... I'm fucking you so much better than she can. Like, I, I don't really get into that. Right. Or anything. Mm-hmm. But I but I love watching. I love listening. I love listening to him tell me how good their pussies are and how they're going to get him off. And, like, I love that. <laughs> right. And you like cleaning up. Yes. I am a huge, I'm a huge, uh, like, come queen, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. Um. We kind of get into, like, some other things, especially when we have escapades, you know, where he's gotten off in a couple times in a night, you know. Uh, there's just, like, kind of none left, and I'll get into, you know, the shower and be like, well, I'll take anything that you want to, you know, give me out of it. And what goes down? You know? Um, I like waterworks, is what okay. we call it. Yeah. So, so, like, the pee play and stuff. So, like, if he's completely exhausted himself out of cum and everything, like, I'll be like, yeah, come, you know, pee on me in the shower. I'll take anything that comes out of that cock. Right. And I like, I like, I do like humiliation in that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, with him, to for him to just, like, come up and be like, well, you know, I don't have any cum left for you. But if you want something that bad, you know, like, I can, I, I get into that kind of stuff. Right, you did call him Daddy Dom, I remember, like, in your email to me, and I was wondering if you, you know, you're still, and because you did mention you like being a little bit of a submissive, so do you enjoy when he's a little bit dominant to you in that aspect Yes. Right. Yes, I really wish he could get into being a little bit more of a sadist, but it's just not in his nature. Mm -hmm. He's a very, 
sweet, loving, he wouldn't hurt a fly kind of guy. Yeah. So, like, I always pushed him into, like, that sadistic dom role, and he always kind of rejected it, and he's turned into, like, this really sweet, you know, oh, daddy loves you, Evie, you're just so pretty. Like, he, he, he gets me on that praise kink, and, you know, he'll just tell me what a good girl I am and stuff like that. So I, I, I really enjoyed the, the daddy dom he's become. It's a very sweet, warm place to be for him. Now, question, do you ever hook up with other guys? I mean, when you do do swaps and stuff like that, because you do also hook up with other couples, right? Yeah, we do. Um, I'll totally hook up with the guy. Right. You know, I'm it's tit for tat kind of deal. Yeah, it, it takes a lot. I've learned, especially in this lifestyle, to have a four way like mutual liking, getting you know agree. Not so much of taking one for the team, yeah, or anything like that. But I just, I mean, yeah, I really want to watch my husband, you know, beat the back out of your wife. I guess I'll bend over for a couple minutes. <laughs> right, right. I think you wish- said that before. You mentioned that before, and that's the way it still is now. I'm just, it takes a lot for me to be attracted to, to men almost. Like, mm-hmm. I, I tell my husband all the time, if anything ever happens to him, like, I'm just completely, I'm done with penis. Like, I'm good on it. <laughs> That's like my other cuck queen girl. She said the same thing. She was like, you know, she loves him and she's down, but she, you know, she said if they ever broke up, she'd probably wind up with a woman. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. me um, me and my one girlfriend, the one with the, you know, the challenge accepted friend, we, we tell each other all the time, we, we tell our husbands, you know, anything happens, y'all, we break up, y'all die, like me and her, rest of our lives. Right. <laughs> and you still hook up with her, right? All these friends of yours, you're all still hooking up. I, don't forget to send me that picture of these canvases. I've never, like I said, heard of anything like that. Oh, I would love to. I, I have a, I have a couple of us all in, all in paint and stuff too, that I, I'd love to send you. I, I think you'd, get a real good kick out of it well this is the thing about my no but this is the thing about my patreon right i never i will only post pics that people send me of themselves i i won't post a pic of someone that doesn't know their pic is being posted right without consent if your girlfriend you she knows you're coming on the show and you told her and she says okay you could send it of me and you it you know but an r-rated no no, you know i don't put up anything oh no 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 r-rated it was it was more like like where we're just getting yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as they know, I don't mind. I'll post the pic, but I won't do it. I won't post even okay. anonymous pics of anyone. But if they're down and they're fine because these are your friends and you tell them, totally cool. You send that You send that oh. to me as well because I've never heard that. I don't That's know. That's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> so you do the guys sometimes. What other, any other crazy stories you want to get into? Um, I mean, you've told a plenty. Okay, so. I know. I know. It's. Like, I have so, so many. Um, I guess the, the most recent thing right now is I do have his ex and the first mother of his child living with us right now. What do you mean? Are you hooking up with her? Uh, not yet. Okay. Um, we're all trying. Um, it was a very volatile situation for a long time. Nobody got along. Mm-hmm. I had to work through a lot of jealousy issues and everything insecurities of my own mm-hmm. um his birthday was just um october 18th and we all went to a uh, town and went to a strip club and got a hotel and stuff together um i drank too much kind of showed my ass because I, I was still 
kind of dealing with everything. So what we were trying for that night kind of didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, and she's really, she's growing into herself and we're trying to give her space and like not trying to really push anything either. Um, she's not into women exactly. So it's one of those things too. Like she would end up being a pillow princess or, you know, even I could even see like maybe her and him dating and me and him like being together. Now. So you went from being like jealous of her to working through those feelings enough that you would right to working through it, but you've worked through it obviously to the point where now you would enjoy seeing him with her. That's pretty major thing to get past. It's, it's been a lot. It really has. And Mm -hmm. and I've tried, I've tried to work through a lot of trauma that me and her have built up together and everything. Um, And I even told him, you know, I, I have no problem with them hooking up, but it's one of those things for my own like healing or whatever you want to call it. I don't know, but like I, I need at least all three of us to mess around mm-hmm. the first time. Right. And then you like, could let her like, go. She don't have to participate on me. Like I'm fine. Like the, the girl that we hooked up with in the hotel room that was married, she was a pillow princess for us. Like she didn't, she didn't go down on me. Like right. she didn't do any of that stuff. He fucked me. Yeah. And I fucked her and, you know, but she was a very much a pillow princess and I could do that for her. Yeah. You know, cause I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, push her boundaries or anything either. Mm-hmm. But I think for all of us to like cohabitate and, you know, really make this work and for me to be okay seeing them together. Like I just, I need that one time with all three of us. Right. And then you think you could totally be down with them being, uh, you know, hooking up in front of you. Do you think that, Would you be worried that it would turn into any kind of couple thing or is that okay with you? Um, I am still working on that. One of your, um, people that had, um, that I listened to one of the podcasts and stuff, she said something very remarkable and she was in the poly life. I think she was the one that was talking about like everyone's fluid bonded and stuff. Oh yeah. Uh huh. But um, a lot of things that she said on her podcast really stuck with me about having, you know, these other women with her husband and everything was healthy competition. You know, it made her want to step up her game Mm -hmm. and be a better wife. And, you know, with if you really love someone and I love all the points that she made on that. Yeah. You know, just why would you not want to see them enriched? And it was like I said, it was very volatile with all of us for a lot of years. Yeah. A lot of dirty, deceiving things were done on both ends, mm-hmm. you know, our end, her end. Yeah. No one was really happy with each other. They're childhood friends. Like they've known each other all their lives. Like right. they grew up together before they moved down here. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I understand what it's like to miss that and everything. And I'm on good terms with my ex husband and stuff now, you know, we can, we can get along. We're definitely nowhere anywhere near that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we can get along and I just, I miss having him around sometimes because I've known him since I was so young. So right. just having her around and them rebuilding their relationship and not hating each other and spitting venom with their words. It's just, it, it took a minute for me to not be jealous because that's my own insecurity. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's a me problem. That's not a them problem. Yeah. And yeah. why, why would I not want to see him happy and enriched and not having, I don't want him to hate her. No, I Maybe love that. Yeah. I'd watch that. It's so weird. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, I don't know. I saw 
Gwyneth Paltrow on something the other day, and you know they brought up that whole unconscious coupling thing, or conscious coupling, or whatever the it was. But it it was so crazy how, and I thought it was just so backwards. But yet the majority of people are backwards, if you ask me. That you know everyone went to town on her because she like remained friends with her ex, and it was so abnormal to everyone. Yet what's normal to most people and what we accept across the board is like these very hateful, vicious, petty yes. breakups. And we all think that's normal when someone says, oh, I'm going to do it in the exact opposite way and, you know, for my children because of this. And, you know, they and they I mean, they made a term for it. But really, all she was doing was, you know, ending things amicably and, you know, working through her stuff to get to a point where they stayed friends and everyone had such a big problem with it. I'm like, that's so fucking backwards, you know, because I I understand you. I think it's way more evolved and the way people should be where you could work through things and get to the point where you're okay with stuff like that because at the end of the day you don't own anybody right and you know things people grow and change and like you said it's not going to happen magically where there's no feelings involved everyone's human beings but um oh yeah you know we should be able to get to the point where you could work through things and get to the other side where you can be amicable, especially when there's kids involved. These are that's his baby mama too. It's not just his friend from when he's younger, yeah. right? It's like the mother of his child. So why shouldn't you all get along? That should be something that you strive to do for the children. And the fact that everyone thinks that's so abnormal when Demi Moore and her husband, I'm just bringing up celebrities because these are the people that people talk about, right? When she was like friends with Bruce right. Willis and they're friends with Ashton. Everyone thinks it's so crazy. It's like bizarre. I used to babysit my ex-boyfriend's friends, like I mean, girlfriend, you know, babies with the new girlfriends that yeah. he liked the whole time he was with me. Like, because at the end of the day, you know, you could work through things and get to that other side. And and like you said, you, you know, you understand where he's coming from and you know that you had your own insecurities, but that shouldn't block him from being friends with her. And I love that you were able to work yourself through it, but that you mentioned it wasn't easy. Like there was all that other things. You are no. Like, it was. Yeah. It was not easy at all. Right. I used. I used to not even be able to see this girl's name pop yes. up on a computer screen totally without understand. just raging. Yeah. Or getting knots in my stomach from seeing her. Of course, I had a and guy it, it, that I dated, and the whole time I was with him. He would tell me straight to my face, like, I don't want to, like, I do want a relationship, but I don't want one with you. I'm like totally into this girl that lived in California, right? We're in New York City. He had this long distance crush on this girl. He threw her in my face constantly. She was the thorn in my side. And that's the one that like fast forward so many years later, we broke up. He wound up with her. She moves here. They have a baby. We're all friends. But like I said, just like you, it wasn't. It didn't happen easily, but when I got past that and I was over it, like we all became friends and stayed friends for like 10 years. I would, they would call me up and be like, can you come over and babysit? Cause we're going to try and have another baby. And I'd be like, okay, no problem. Like, you know, and so it could happen. And I think that that's more normal than the holding on to the jealousy and the anger and it all that really stuff. It really is. Mm-hmm. And like right now, um, my husband's actually sitting in the ER right now. He had a gallbladder attack and we're waiting on surgery for him. Right. Oh, my God. Um, she's the one that took care of all the kids and got them off to school and everything this morning. Right. You know, like, like, why would you want to sit here and keep a hateful, awful relationship when you can literally work together and make everyone's lives better and more enriched? 
Yeah. No, like, you know what you are, Eve, Evie, Eve. Um, I know you wanted to call me Evie, but I'm like, let's do Eve. It's so much easier. But you're a problem <laughs> solver. Like, I mean, you you work through things, you know, the, the same thing with your sexuality. It was like really repressed. And uh, when you were younger and you it was very difficult the way you were raised. But you really worked through that by going out and doing what you did, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like yeah. you took back your sexuality and you own it. You speak very openly about what you do. There's no uh, darkness there. I love that you loved that episode, the fluid bonding one. What was her name? Why can't I remember it? Because everyone's names are <sighs> fake. And I was like, I'm always dealing I know. with so I really many names. Could, but it, <laughs> yeah. She, but, because she, she was so many profound things that just yes. helped me out too. And what I loved about it, it was it was just surrounded by so much light. There was nothing dirty about it, right? Like everyone thinks this kind of stuff is like so dark and whatever. And why I do my show is because I love to shine a light on it and show it in in a way that can mm-hmm. be positive. Listen, there are there are some dark episodes. There are some people that are doing things on the download, but that's because it's not accepted, you know. But I love when people come on and sh- you know talk about it, especially mm-hmm. women, because I don't think people think like women like you exist um but it also helps other women um you know that that could come here and say like this is the stuff that I do and I love it and I enjoy it and you know it there is nothing dark about it like you got to a point where this you know it is freedom for you and it's who you are and you you know you're it it opens up your world to to better to better relationships just in general like my friends that I have Mm -hmm. I, I have the type of friends that'll give you a car if yours breaks down. Right. I have the type of I have the type of friends that, you know, it's not just, you know, drinks and good times. Like we are like a little tribe as I like to call it. Yeah. And being more outspoken about these things, especially in these little podunk hick towns, you know, where oh, you know, slut and whore and all these labels are put on, you know, just a natural, healthy promiscuity and stuff and they wonder they wonder why teen pregnancy is crazy around here. Yeah. And they, they wonder about all these things. And I'm just like, yeah, man, like I've been there and I live that. And when you're more open about it, you know, me and my husband, we've made jokes because I've worked in, in bars my whole life. Yeah. Um, he would come in and see me and everything. And you know, everyone would always tell us how we were like this little power couple. And I'd make jokes like, oh, well, do you tell you that I want a divorce because he won't pee on me? That's how we got into Waterworks. It literally started as a joke. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just so, it's just so, you know, it could build up that little confidence with him too. And it's like, you know, you got a half a bar going, dude, I'll go pee on her for you right now. That's so hot. You know, I loved building him up and putting this, putting him on like this little platform of, you know, he's got the hot wife, but she, you ain't got a chance with her. Right. Kind mm-hmm. of deal. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, and when you're more open and unapologetic down here, yeah, you are outcasted. A lot of people, I've had just, you know, regular day-to-day friends um, that aren't into, you know, things. But I've just had to try and have people come out. I like to host parties. We live on a, a bunch of acreages out on a mountain. I can have bonfires and, you know, all kinds of stuff out here. And I love doing that kind of stuff, but... I already know how everyone labels me or my house or considered the fuck house or the whore house and stuff like that. Because yeah, like we totally have swinger parties. Yeah. We totally have these random foursomes and morsomes and everything, but that's with consent. I don't get anybody drunk 
to get them to feel a certain type of way. I don't push drugs on anybody. Yeah. In fact, my one my one challenge accepted friend, she's completely sober. Like right. she doesn't do anything. She mm-hmm. doesn't even drink. Mm-hmm. And everyone always has like these clouded judgments on, oh yeah, if you go over there, you're going to end up naked or on uh, you know, a notch on her belt kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. it's like, it's like, you know, that's like, okay, I'm a whore, but I won't do you. So what's your problem? Right. But what's most important is that you don't feel bad about what you're doing, you know, and not even I've gotten so much backlash off of letting, you know, his other baby mama say even some of my more closer friends, you know, you know, honey, are you sure? Are you going to be able to deal with this? Are you I had people that actually cared when I talked about it. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I, I got I was met with a lot of reservations about that. Like, you know, you really shouldn't do that. That's That's going to make things complicated. And it's like. Only if you let them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This could totally blow up in my face. You know, I could wake up tomorrow and, she, you know, she's hot after him and everything like that. And, you know, that's something that she's going to have to work out. I do trust my husband. Yeah. Into the fact that I know I could leave here every day and go to work. And if they're here together, I know for a fact nothing's going to happen. Right. That's mm-hmm. how much trust I have in him. Yeah, that's great. And people but would think of the opposite. Those- People might think the opposite. Like, what kind of relationship do you have if you're a husband? You let him fuck other people. I get comments. I see comments like that a lot on YouTube. And it's total projection on people, you know, because maybe they can never imagine like, oh, you know, because a lot of people will be like, oh, if he loved her, he would never fuck someone else or she can't love him or she would never want to see him with anyone else. And I've encouraged him to go out and hook up solo. I'm like, you know, if it's cool with her, I'm like, take some pictures, take some photos, send me a snap of like. Yeah, you're down. You like them. Yeah. And stuff like I like that kind of stuff. And he's just the type where he's like, babe, it's just it's way more fun when it's with you. Yeah. Like he has total permission to go and do. And he does talk to, you know, women on, you know, Facebook, Snapchat, these apps and everything. And he'll get his nudes and, you know, he'll get all riled up from all the sex thing. And then I just get to live the reprieve and just get to take all of it <laughs> yeah i like i said i just and think that's it's part i think it's all projection and you'll see when you this airs because it's going to go up on my podcast but also on youtube and you'll see all the the comments <laughs> i 99 percent of them are going to be positive everyone's going to love this episode okay i know it already um but also i there's going to be some people that are going to you know use that word love and how it can't be in this type of relationship and like i said i just believe it's a projection because they they can't understand even being at the point which i get you know i understand it no but i totally I, get it too yeah mm-hmm. like the demisexual thing like i get it if you really need that emotional connection and with your soul and what you've worked on and you can only be with one person at a time, that's beautiful. Exactly. But don't sit here and say that I don't love my tribe. Don't tell me I don't love my husband and that I wouldn't do anything in the world for him just because I I let him put his penis in other things. Yeah. Like tell me how, how does that make him a bad father or a bad husband because we're out having fun? Right. And it doesn't mean he doesn't love you. And I, and that's what's most important. That's what I always have to say to these people. And it always gets me angry. Like I said, I think it's projection, but And it's wrong. And I think, you know, what's always so weird about it is that, 
you know, sitting where you are, you're not judging anybody else. Like you want to be monogamous, you're fine with that. You want to be different than I am. Like you're okay with it, but it's the people that, you know, it's the other people is the, you know, that would be so judgmental and it's, it just doesn't make sense. I just, I went so many years with all that. I'm just not doing it anymore. That's totally fine. Okay. You, you don't like the swinging thing. Cool. But do not sit here and talk bad to me about it. You can hold your own thoughts and feelings about it, but that don't, don't push your shit. You ain't worked out on me. No. I put in my time. I've done my shadow work. I've done a lot of my trauma work. Like, you know, I put in the time and this is why I can be so open and why I'm not threatened by someone that I used to not fucking stand. And, yeah. you know, don't, don't take away my progress and don't take away what I've done just because you haven't done it for yourself. And let me tell you this, like, doesn't it feel so much better to be cool with that girl than that feeling of being jealous and hateful towards her like that is like the word that's why I just don't understand how people hold on to that because and to me the reason why I always want to work through that and I do work through it is because I hate that feeling it just feels terrible it's a gross feeling yeah like who wants to just sit around and be angry yeah and jealous and I've always called Mm -hmm. it the lazy man's emotion right Mm -hmm. I like that I love you, Eve. I think you're just, you're very evolved. I think, you know, your story is so fascinating on so many levels. Thank People you. are going to love it because you're very explicit as a woman. A lot of the girls don't talk the way that you do, but that helps the, the episode. People are going <laughs> to love this episode. People are going to have to join my Patreon to see your pics. You're going to send me those pics of whatever you want, as long as it's consensual, as well as those canvas things, which if I've never I, heard. If I get it okay, if I get it okay with baby mama and stuff, I have some pictures of all of us on his birthday where we're all just decked out and stuff. Of course, I know no heads, but if it's cool with her, like you said, yeah. as long as I get consent, I can send you pictures of that. Yeah, and the the I okay. don't you don't need consent for the canvas shots, right? Because uh, who cares? It's like a fucking paint picture, you right? Yeah. But yeah, so um, and then just some things of you. But like I said, nothing pornographic. It could definitely be sexy. The women always send me like sexy pics. Um, and well, we all dressed in black for his birthday. Like um, we were we were done up. Okay, cool. All right, so send away. Mm-hmm. Everyone, if you want to see Eve, sign up for my Patreon. Thank you so much for calling in. This was a great story. So glad Thank to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I've had a great time. I've sweated through my whole shirt, but like I'm doing great. <laughs> oh my God. Wait till you hear it. You're going to love it. It's going to be crazy. Like I know that you said when you first got on me, you're like on the phone, you're like, oh, I'm like hearing your voice. You know, you normally hear my voice on the podcast and now you're talking to me. Wait until, you know, you're normally listening to the podcast with other people and now you're going to hear yourself with me and it's just going to be such a great experience. Listening back to your story as a third person is uh, is is going to be great. Trust me. Everyone always tells me that. So let me know what you think after you listen to it. Make sure to go to YouTube and see all the comments and send me your pics for Absolutely. Patreon. Thanks again, Eve, for calling in. Thank you, Miss Kathy. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics 
of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly